Gottfried. I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santopadre, and this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing Colossal Obsessions. Colossal Obsessions. I'm going back and forth from being a co-host to a sidekick. Yes. Where does to that a boy where, where, wonder? Where, 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 to a boy wonder. Where does that leave me? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Sub sidekick. <laughs> Side, the sidekick sidekick? Uh, there you go. Is there such a thing? I don't, yeah, sure. All right. Now, <laughs> Researcher now, Deluxe? Yeah. <laughs> now, this is, we just recently, you know, we interviewed. Paul Rayburn uh, is great, here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Paul Rayburn, we're talking to. He's someone who, gee, where would the show be? <laughs> it would probably be on NBC with a budget of time. like five hundred million. Paul, uh, you're bringing us down. Yeah, we we were talking to Bill Macy, the very funny Bill Macy, yep. and every single question. That Frank and I would ask him, he'd go, I don't remember that. Where did you hear that bullshit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's total bullshit. Yeah. That never happened. Yeah. And so someone tweeted me and said, I guess Paul Rayburn prepared the questions for you this week. <laughs> oh, that's, I got the same tweets. Did you see the Photoshop that somebody did? Uh, yes, of, of you? The, the, the master of all research yeah. or something in that yeah. thing. Yeah. Yes, you've become a, a minor internet celebrity. I, I, <laughs> I, thanks to you guys. Well, I appreciate it. How do you feel about that? Well, it's, it gives me a warm feeling right in the <laughs> lower. <laughs> could be gas. <laughs> well, Gil yes. and Paul, this is another episode of what we're calling Gilbert Sings Your Requests. I don't know why I'm doing yes. uh, Art Fern. <laughs> But uh, we have this little thing on Patreon where people uh, just uh, contribute a couple of bucks and they get to pick a song for you to, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Mangle? Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, Do justice to? And we've had a couple. Last time we we had Barry Manilow and, uh, no, it wasn't Barry Manilow. We had uh, John Denver last time. Oh, yes, Sunshine on my shoulders. And we did a little Partridge Family last time. And we've got some, some new ones for you this week. And may I add that Paul is going to redeem himself this week. He's done so much research that you will be apologizing to him by the end of this episode. It's It's been a long time coming, but I think we're... <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he He's found in... out that Barry Mandelow was in the music business <laughs> through his research. Yeah. Among other things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Here's what we're going to start with. This comes from fan and listener Tom Brennan. And he would like to hear Gilbert sing the classic You've Lost That Love and Feeling by the Righteous Brothers. And I just happen to have the lyrics right here. Isn't that odd that you have the lyrics in the air? Isn't that weird? uh, It's weird. So we're going to talk amongst ourselves while Gilbert fishes his glasses out of his pocket. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And Paul has a little trick. Now I just need my hearing aid. (laughs) And your iron lung. (laughs) Yes. And we're ready to go. Uh, here we are. Hey. So, uh, Maestro Verderosa is going to call up some music. Is this this may let me correct me if I'm wrong. This may be the first time we featured somebody who's actually behind bars. Yes, to our knowledge. To our knowledge. Yes, this is a wall of sound. That's right. Track. And Gilbert, we know you know this one. Yes. For corn's sake. So, what do you think, Frankie? Want to start us off? Close your eyes anymore when I kiss (laughs) your lips. That was a sudden start. (laughs) 
And there's no tenderness like before in your fingertips. You're trying hard to not show it. But baby, baby, I know it. You lost that loving feeling. Oh, that loving feeling. You lost that loving feeling. Now it's gone, gone, gone. Whoa! <laughs> the third righteous brother. Yeah. Now there's no welcome look in your eyes when I reach for you. And now you're starting to criticize little things I do. <laughs> Gilbert is actually coming in at the right place. He's good. It makes me just feel like crying. Exactly. Because, baby, something's beautiful, dying. Go. You lost that loving feeling. Whoa, that loving feeling. You lost that loving feeling. Now it's gone, gone, gone. Whoa! <laughs> Ridge. <laughs> baby, baby, I get down on my knees for you. Do some of this as Hervey. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd only love me like you used to do. <laughs> So done, 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 let it sleep away. Righteous. <laughs> baby, baby, please, I need your love, I need your love, oh, don't bring it up. Don't bring it on back! Bring back that loving feeling! Whoa, that loving feeling! Bring back that loving feeling! Cause it's gone, gone, gone! And I can go on! No! I kept wanting to jump in with some harmony there, but I just couldn't find it. <laughs> that love and feeling. Whoa, that love and feeling. Beautiful. Now, oh. be- before Gilbert covered that Let me song, wait. Hang on. I have to wipe a tear. <laughs> single tear. Go ahead. Uh, here are some of the other people who covered that song, setting up the situation that allowed Gilbert to do so Would you well. really call that a cover? Uh, <laughs> uncover? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Scylla, heavy blanket. Yeah. Scylla Black covered it. Oh, Scylla Black. Dion Warwick. We just lost her. Roberta Flack, Donnie Hathaway, Hall and Oates, 
and Long John Baldry. You know that Elton John took his name from Long John Baldry? No, who the hell is he? Uh, I've never this he familiar. He was a British, uh, a British uh, performer, a British singer. Sounds yeah. like a porn name. Yeah. It does. It does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which Elton John? Reggie Dwight, Reginald Dwight, which is Elton John's name, he took the John from Long John Baldry. And the uh, one of the, the writers, uh, who well, are the writers of that, too? English trivia. Well, the great Barry Mann and Cynthia Weil. And? Mr. Phil Spector. Phil Spector. Right. Ah. Who's, who is serving time for murder in the, uh, let's see, the California health care facility. Health care. That doesn't sound like a prison. And yet it? Gilbert sings like that and walks free. <laughs> and walks free. <laughs> <laughs> it hardly right. seems fair. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They got the wrong man once again. <laughs> it's a wall of sound recording. It's they, they call it the ultimate that song the ultimate expression of of, uh, of Spectre's wall of sound. Is that correct, Paul? All kinds of people said this was like one of the best produced records and one of the greatest things they ever heard. Yeah. Uh, and they, and they and that's before they heard Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> well, the story goes that that Specter brought it to the Righteous Brothers, and they th- they thought wasn't in their key. They thought it, the range was too high, and they thought, oh, this is great for the Everly Brothers, but not for us. Wow! And they weren't believers in it. And and uh, the song it took thirty nine. Once they agreed to do it, it took thirty nine takes and eight hours. Over two days. 39 That's takes. like doing the intro to one of our shows. It's That's just like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> what take are we on and now? <laughs> he was such an amazing music producer. I think he should be allowed to kill every now well, and then. <laughs> now, this should be a bit in your yeah, act. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I think right. we should let him get away well, with a few you know, murders. He'd always heard that you know comedians like to be able to say they killed. Oh, yes. And, but he didn't understand. Yeah. That. <laughs> well, you, so you, your reasoning is he's given us things like the Ronettes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the Phil Spector Christmas album. So... You know, let t- him take that into consideration. Yeah, toss him a murder. I mean, he's here not the and first uh, first musician who's crossed a couple of lines here uh, and there. You know. Uh, yeah, uh, you did a nice job with that, Gil. Yeah, I'm not going to say you were you were on key, <laughs> but I like what you did with it. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. And now back to the show. Now here's another one. Uh, and this, this, we're uh, doing more. If I know this one. <laughs> I think you'll know this one. This was written by, uh, this was written by, by the way, did you see Al Pacino plays Phil Spector in that HBO oh, yes, movie? Yes, yes. That was, uh, wow. That was, what do the kids say? Off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> off the hizzy. It was off the hizzy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one from Tom Brennan. And uh, I know you know this one, um, listener now, Tom are Brennan. You, are you? Is what you? Let me see if I have this right. People paid. Yes. To have us do this. Yes. A couple of people said, "Listen, I will pay if he doesn't sing." <laughs> they didn't really understand the premise, <laughs> but most people went with the fun of it and said, "Okay, here's a couple of shekels, and uh, this I need to hear Gilbert sing this. I, my you life know, is incomplete." Speaking of off the hizzy, yeah. I once. I did a commercial recently, <laughs> yeah, just about a year ago with Snoop Dogg. You did? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. What did you? What was it commercial for? It was for some food website. And and yeah. And it was me and Snoop Dogg, I guess, as roommates. Was it? Uh... <laughs> Were you and a actually, friend of mine produced that. Really? Did you work yeah. together, or did your uh, friend yeah, produce it? Yeah, we were together in this. Uh, 
I guess our little apartment, Timmy and Snoop Dogg. Was it in fact off the hizzy? <laughs> well, the I, I will say yeah. we we were staying at the same hotel, and when you walk past his room, you got a contact high. Wow. Yeah. Did you know that Snoop lent his name, and Paul, you can look this up. You have your phone handy? I have it. To a series of X-rated films called Doggy Style. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was living in L.A. and on hard times and uh, writing Saturday morning cartoons to pay the bills, I got a call from somebody who said, do you want to write some jokes? <laughs> I guess they would call it additional dialogue. Oh, yes. <laughs> do you want to write some jokes and quips for Snoop, who is doing for, for wraparounds yeah. for this this triple X porn stuff? And I don't know why I turned it down, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there you go. That's neither here nor there, but that's my, uh, you might've found you had a real talent. <laughs> I might've had a calling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how you worked hard times into that. Uh, yeah. That was a, that yes. was an unfortunate choice of yeah, words. It was called doggy style. Doggy style. Because that was the name of his first, first studio album. In well, maybe, maybe I got the name wrong, but, but, the, but he was involved with these, with these, uh, these porn films. Maybe you can find it by the end of the show. Fat chance. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Paul's currently looking at doggy style photos. <laughs> yeah, Paul, don't get distracted. I'm, I'm up to 1993. I'm, I'm closing okay, in. Okay, well, it. we'll figure it out. And if you don't find it, I'll just cut that whole part from the show. Hey, Gil. Here's, yes. another, here's another one by listener Tom Brennan. And uh, this was written by a former podcast guest. Ah. Your friend, Alan Thick. Wow. Along with his ex-wife, Gloria Loring, and producer Al Burton, whose name just came up in a D. Wallace episode. Strangely enough. And Paul, uh, not Paul, Frank is going to favor us with, so people know what we're doing here. And so Gilbert knows the tune. He's going to give us a refresher. Now the world don't move to the right Okay, let's hear it. A man is born, he's a man of means. Then along come two, they got nothing but their jeans. But they got different strokes. It takes different strokes. It takes different strokes to move the world. You're 20 minutes behind. Different strokes. It takes different strokes to move the world. Everybody's got a special kind of story. Everybody finds a way to shine. It don't matter what you got, not a lot, so what? They have it. And together we'll be fine. Cause it takes different strokes to move the world. It takes different strokes to move the world. That was a that was a looser cover. Oh my god. <laughs> Wow. Now, I do have a connection here. What and, do you got? And, and when when um, Alan Thicke sung it, it was, But they get different strokes. <laughs> it takes different strokes. We it sh- takes different strokes <laughs> to move the world. We should have had you do it as Alan Thicke. <laughs> <laughs> so Alan Thicke not only wrote this one, he wrote yeah. a lot of He wrote the he theme sure songs did. for Wheel of Fortune, Celebrity Sweepstakes, The Joker's Wild. Yep. And more. Now, here's a, you, I don't know if you guys are going to get this right off. This is a reference to a previous podcast guest. Ooh, exciting. In, so, in different strokes, this podcast guest appeared in, in season one in every episode. Yeah, I got it. You got it. Oh, wait. 
Did they spin the, the and and this guest departed the show partway through the second season to star, to star in, her own in a spinoff, spin-off with a theme written by Alan Thicke. Yep. Gil, you know her. Wow. We talked to, I'll give you a hint, we talked to her over the phone in the kitchen in your apartment, or the dining room, I should okay. say. And uh, uh, here's another hint. Every five minutes, she plugged her book. Oh, my <laughs> God, yes. Yes, Charlotte Ray. Charlotte God Ray. bless that woman. Yes. <laughs> we love Charlotte Ray. Uh, yes, yeah, well, Charlotte Ray was was Mrs. Garrett, right? And she got her own series. That's right. Facts of yeah. Life. It was like an interview where I go, uh, so, Charlotte, you know, I mentioned the name Charlotte in my book. <laughs> well, <laughs> bless her. You kept trying to talk about Car 54. Yes. <laughs> and what was Al Lewis? And what about Joey Ross? And she kept saying, you know, on my bu- on page 12 of my book, ah, did yeah. you mention my book? And it became a running gag after a while. She was great. Yeah. Well, you know what I do? When we get a, a nice mini-up rolling here and we're laughing and having fun, I do like to try to bring things down. Please do. Okay. Gary Coleman died at 42 of a brain hemorrhage. That's all I want to say. I just want oh, to wow. put a little sobering reality. That you know version what? of Different Strokes didn't bring the room down enough for <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> you know what was so... Remember there was that woman... Who claimed she was his girlfriend? Erin Fleming. No. <laughs> <laughs> and and she's she was saying she was, and and there was I'll never forget the cover of one of the papers had uh, Gary Coleman lying in the hospital bed, unconscious with tubes in his nose and his mouth and wires and the arms and everything. And she was there with uh, Pose leaning over the bed with her head turned to the camera. I remember this woman. Uh, That was so creepy. I remember remember the woman you're talking about. And I heard that Gary Coleman, what what he hated, both him and who was the other? Todd Bridges. No, no, there was another... Uh, midget who had a show. Oh, <laughs> oh you mean Emmanuel Lewis Emmanuel, on Webster? Both of them hated that they were like in their 40s and 50s and they'd be working on something and like the other people on the set would lift them up and carry them over oh, like you do to a little kid. You go, hey, little guy, come over here to the set. And, you know, here he is really? show, show suffering is with tough, hardening of thing. the arteries <laughs> and his eyesight and hearing is going. All right, now, and, did they hate that as much as being referred to as midgets? Yeah. <laughs> So it's let, let, more 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 painful. Let, let well, sometimes try. I call them munchkins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What'd you find, Paul? Well, I want to get, let's get things back on track. Right yeah. Now. Okay. Off this Gary Coleman thing. Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style is a mixed hardcore pornography That's and hip hop music video featuring the music of rapper Snoop Dogg and presented by him, released in oh god 2001. Yeah, that was. It was the first hardcore video ever listed on the Billboard Music Video Sales chart. There you go. How, how did we get the Snoop Dogg from? Because uh, he made a commercial with him. Str- oh, that's right. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm regretting not taking that job. <laughs> oh, back in the day. Okay, here's one to close us out. Okay. And I know you know this one. Because- I uh, can I just be, before before yeah. Gilbert starts to sing. There's an important point here. If I can find it. Wait a minute. I'm on page three. 
<laughs> you know, we have okay. to hire a page turner <laughs> yeah. for the researcher. Yeah. And that's page, when the show came to a grinding okay. halt. Uh-huh. I remember so, when we interviewed Paige Turner. <laughs> she was an old actress. All right. I just wanted to note that this song takes its melody from the great opera by Amilcare Poncielli. I have that on my card. And and I knew what Gilbert would want to know, so I did a little more research. La Gionconda. Amilcare was Jewish. Yes. Yeah. Turns out. Amilcare Poncielli. Yes. Poncielli. 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 Yeah. The song right. was, the tune was written in the 1870s. And wasn't he in uh, Chips? That's what I was Poncielli. just going to say. Yeah. Oh, he was one of the cops and chips. Listen to you two. Oh, yes. It was an opera. It's from, uh, well, you know what it is. Uh, yes. As soon as you hear the music, now or as this, soon as I hand you the lyrics. It's yeah, one of those operas that everybody knows. Dance of the Hours is the name of the song or the tune. Well, it's going to feel like it when I sing. In the opera. And so it would assume that this parodist who recorded this song took the music because it was in the public domain. Anyway, this comes from listener Frank Salerno. He wanted to hear Gilbert sing this classic. <laughs> Hello, Father. Here I am at Camp Granada. Camp is very entertaining. And they say when we'll have fun when it stops raining. <laughs> I went hiking with Joe Spivy. Pete Old Spivey, and Ivy, you remember Leonard Skinner, he got Potomane poison last night. You're way off, pick it up here. And the head coach wants no sissies, so he reads us from something called, wait a minute, I Call you Ulysses. Now I don't want this should scare ya, but my bunkmate has malaria. You remember Jeffrey Hardy? They're about to organize a searching party. Take me. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, you're up to here. Oh. But I, I, I sunk all those parts. <laughs> Here's your bridge. Take me home, oh Madafada, take me home. I hate Granada, don't leave me in the forest where I might get eaten by a bear. Take me home, I promise I will not make noise or mess the house with other boys. Uh, Here's my house, my precious little brother Let me come home If you miss me I would even let Aunt Bertha hug and kiss me Wait a minute, it stopped hailing Guys are swimming Guys are sailing Playing baseball Gee, that's better Mother, Mother, Father, Father, kindly, kindly disregard, disregard this letter. Beautiful. Beautiful. That. And, beautiful. And that was Alan Sherman. Alan Sherman. Now, you know, the original composer of that music 
climbed out of his grave, converted to Christianity, and then buried himself. <laughs> it's understandable. So he was a Jew? Alan Sherman? No. Yes. The, uh, no, he's putting no. you on. <laughs> he's putting you on. Poncielli. It's It was an Italian. It's taken. The, the melody is yes. taken from an Italian opera. Yeah. La Gioconda. Now, I'm trying to think of some Italian. I could think of a lot of Irish, famous Irish Jews. <laughs> really? Like Jack Warden, Leo Gorsi, the guy who played Harry Potter. Uh, but Daniel oh, Radcliffe? How about the, how oh, yes, he's about an Irish guy Jew. in the Bells of yeah, St. Mary's. Well, of the course, uh, Ben Stiller. Right. And, well, he's half oh, Irish. and, and uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's an Irish Jew? Yeah, I think he's half and half. <laughs> Why didn't you guys get on? <laughs> Why did you have such problems with him? He hung out with the wrong half. Why? You're trying to think of an Italian guy who's Jewish? Yes. Oh, I got there's got to be. Oh, well, well, wait, the mayor. Fiorello LaGuardia. I think he was a quarter Jewish. Yeah, well, yeah. I, that's the only part that matters. <laughs> what, do you, what else you got on Alan Sherman's song here, uh, Mr. So, Paul? So the, the American version is very light. Turns out there was a Finnish version, which was in the Finnish Boy Scouts songbook. Of course. But the Swedish version is the one I know you're waiting to hear about. I am. The Swedish version notably does not revolve around the camper hating the camp, but it's about the kids running roughshod over the camp, having run off all the counselors, one of whom has committed suicide, after they let a snake into the mess hall. Wow. wow. There's a cheery summer song. Wow. Whoa. You know? And Alan Sherman couldn't deal with his own success. Yes, very self-destructive. Yeah. We're going to do a future show about Alan Sherman. Yeah. He, he has lots of connections. He was a writer on a Steve Allen show. Of course. And didn't he, what 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 game show did he create? The Hollywood Squares. He was a guest on Hollywood no, Squares. No, but he didn't create yeah. it. No, he didn't create it. Uh, I what think did it he, was I've Got a he, Secret. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And Sandra Gould, who played Mrs. Kravitz oh, yeah. on Bewitched, released a response novelty record oh. to this in 1964 called Hello, Melvin, This is Mama. <laughs> How about that? Where she, she retorted, he if you will. Another one of his classic works was Coming Through the Rye. Oh, there were a million. And he's, which would, don't make a stingy sandwich, pile the cold cuts high, Customers should see salami coming through the ride. There you go. And the song was reportedly based on Sherman's own son's experience at Camp Champlain in upstate New York. How about that? His kid uh, didn't and, like camp. And then he had that <laughs> song like Herman and Sheila Herman Her. and Sheila Herman and Sheila. It's, it, it's Harvey and Sheila. Harvey and yeah, Sheila. Harvey and Sheila. Oh, well, he had a million. He had and then it was familiar. something like. He worked for NBC. She he worked, worked for A and T. There was so there was so many. There was my Zelda. She took the money and oh, ran with right. the Taylor. Yes. Harry Belafonte's <laughs> parody. There was Pop hates the Beatles. There were so, so many. You know, we've done so many people now. There are connections. There are threads running through all these things. Alan Sherman lived in the Brentwood section of West Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. No connection to O.J. Simpson. But he lived next door to whom in the Breadwood section? Who did Alan Sherman live Alan next Sher door yes. to? Now, this should, you guys, this is a gimme for you guys. <sighs> wow. Mildred Natwick? He lived next door to Harpo Marx. How bizarre. Who invited oh him to perform his song parodies attended by Marx's showbiz friends. Love it. Wow. That's cool. That's cool <laughs> shit. That great? 
That's wow. Sure. That's a great one. We got yeah. it. See, I told you he'd redeem himself by the end of the show. What do you think, Gilbert? What do you have I to say? No, no, it's too much to <laughs> pay <too> back. <laughs> we have to find somebody who knows Alan Sherman or who wrote a book about Alan yes. Sherman. Get him in here. We'll do an Alan Sherman. Oh episode. yeah, yeah, that's a great. And idea. We'll play the songs. I used to listen. I was an Italian kid, but I listened yeah. to those. I had those albums. My son, yeah. the nut. My son. Oh, the, that's right. My son, the folk singer. Yeah. Yeah, I heard when his success happened. Everything that he couldn't control to begin with, really. Yeah. His eating, his drinking, all of that. Sarah Jockman, how's yes! by you? <laughs> how's your cousin Sydney? They took out a kidney. He's nice too. <laughs> anyway, <coughs> we'll do it. We'll we'll do uh, Alan Sherman justice and uh, give him his his due another time down the road. Paul, Sir? what can I say? I hope I've contributed in some small way to this. Smaller than you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you contributed by not talking that much. <laughs> Frankie, thank you for playing DJ. I hope this was fun. I live to serve. Thank you, Frank Salerno and Tom Brennan for your uh, your song suggestions. Gilbert, I think you like the songs this week. Oh, yes. Yes, yes I did. Yes. And this Keep has- them coming. Yeah, this has been Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions, I guess. And uh, we once again recorded it at Nutmeg with our engineer, Frank Verderosa. And once again, uh, Paul uh, Rayburn uh, drove the show to a screeching (laughs) (laughs) Paul, we love you. See you next time, guys. Sessions.